Hey guys, welcome back to the Tokes Talks podcast. Happy Wednesday, happy hump day. I hope you guys are having an amazing week so far. This week, what I've learned is that most movement is invisible, which is, I'd say, a double-edged sword because we often look for validation in the way that we can, which is through seeing confirmation of what's happening. But to know that lots of things are happening on the back end and that things are shifting without us being able to really point our finger at it is something that I find difficult. (laughs) I think that's the word I'd use. I find it quite difficult, but I guess that's where faith and religion comes into play because the whole premise of most religions and especially Christianity is faith in things not yet seen. And this week I got some confirmation on something that I thought was potentially a lost cause or something that I had no indication whatsoever that it was moving, let alone moving in my favor. And it just really went to prove and confirm the fact that things are happening on the back end. And it's important that we just continue to do our best and do what's required of us so that as these things are moving, they'll continue to move in our favor. Because as I said, um, I believe three weeks ago, people are watching whether we know it or not. And some of these people are able to shift the tide in whatever direction they please and it would be in our best interest to stay ready and stay doing the right thing so that when we come into contact with these invisible sources or they're invisible to us at least we'll be prepared so that we can get the most favorable outcome from them I hope you guys had some time to also meditate on the words to live by for last week, which were no one deserves the pressure of perfection. And it's risky to think that someone is perfect or to put that type of pressure on someone, or at least that's the way I see it. I am thinking back on the people who I've really thought were perfect or incapable of wrongdoing and when they eventually did with what humans do, which is something wrong, it really just rocked my world. And now I just go around and my philosophy with human behavior is that anything, anybody is capable of anything. And that might sound extremely negative, dark or pessimistic, but it's more so just a realistic viewpoint. Um, If a human being has done something in the past, there's a capability for another human being to do it. And this is atrocities and great acts alike. There are things that stop us from doing certain atrocities, whether it's religion, moral standing, fear, (laughs) which is one that really stops a lot of people. A lot of people would be in these streets misbehaving if it wasn't for fear. So there are a lot of reasons that do stop us from doing things, but to think someone is so perfect and absolutely incapable of doing wrong is just a risky place to put yourself because the day that they shatter that, that glass frame that you've put them in, it's going to cut so deep. So yeah, I really hope that helped you guys and that the whole talk last week about pedestals and everything was really beneficial to you guys. 
and that you take a look or you have um, taken a look at your lives and the way that you've maybe been putting too much pressure on people and that maybe some of your expectations and the the hard times that you've had based on someone disappointing or not living up to your expectations. Maybe you've really stepped back and taken a look at it and said, was my expectation actually valid? And what was it actually founded in? And was I putting way too much on this person and me getting upset at them was just another piece of straw that eventually broke the camel's back. This week though, I'm going to be talking about patience patience that (laughs) of all the virtues I think this one is the one that I and many people around me probably have the hardest time with so patience as I said is a virtue but it is also a skill and yes we talk about patience in the light of oh it's so good it's so good it's a virtue develop patience it's gonna make your life better it's gonna make you more calm but I think personally that patience is actually a double-edged sword on one hand patience is wisdom it's the highest level of um, maturity and it's also strategy like being patient and patiently waiting around you know what they say like all the patients, um, proverbs and all of that, but it's really looked at in high regard. But then on the other hand, patience is foolishness. It's prolonged pain. It's torture. And it's a waste of time. Like not everything or any, every situation or every person is deserving or worth patience and to give patience or exhibit patience in a situation that is not hmm, that is not asking for that or that is not the best place for you to put that energy towards can really have you in some tricky tricky sad situations like I said patience can be foolishness prolonged pain That's the patience of waiting for somebody to change and holding out hope for dead things, you know, (laughs) things that really you should have let go a long time ago, but you're there like, maybe if I hold on a little longer, it'll change. That kind of patience is not what we're looking for. And when you take the virtue of patience and use it in these situations, it, it ends up being a giant waste of time that you could have been using in other ways. So for the purpose of this discussion, I've put patience into two categories. I didn't do any research on this, so it might be something that exists, but it came from my mind. Um, So the way I see patience is that one, it can be active and two, it can be passive. So active patience is keeping your eye on the prize, but making other moves in tandem. So yes, I'm going to wait out for whatever it is I have in mind, but I'm not just going to wait for that. I have my hopes set on it, but in the meantime, while I wait for that, I'm going to be doing other things as well while I'm actively waiting. And passive patience is putting all your eggs in one basket. That's when you are patient and there are no other options, no other opportunities that are worth your time. You're just kind of sitting around waiting for that one thing and all your eggs are in one basket, as I previously stated. 
So when you look at active patients and passive patients, um, some of you might think that one is better than the other and one is the one you should be doing, which I would assume for the most parts, even when I was coming up with, well, when I was writing this episode, I was like, active patience is the way to go. But there's no right answer because there's actually certain situations that one type of patience may be better suited for versus the other. So active patients could be very well suited for a situation such as a job promotion, right? Um, you're at your place of work waiting to get a promotion. You have your eye on that promotion, but in the meantime, you're also currently applying to other jobs because if they don't give you that promotion, you want to be able to just cut <laughs> and get out of there as fast as you can. So in a situation like that, active patience is a good virtue to have because why not, you know? I'm not necessarily betraying anybody. I'm just keeping all my options open. And while I am hoping, and this is my main hope or objective, in the event that it may not happen, I'm preparing myself as well. And a situation where passive patience will be more suited to would be when you're in a relationship and you're waiting for, if you're a girl, you're waiting for that man to propose to you and in that situation I am pretty sure that most women who are in committed relationships and are waiting to be engaged um proposed to are not really dating somebody else on the side in case this person doesn't propose right when you're when you're at that stage and that deep in the game chances are all your eggs are in one basket, or at least they should be in one basket. If you've been with someone and you think it's leading to marriage, throw the other eggs away, throw the other baskets away, <laughs> put all your eggs in that one basket. So in this situation now, if you were to be actively patient, it would be called infidelity and <laughs> it's not a good thing, you know? So when it comes to deciding if to have patience and what kind of patience to have I've come up with a three-step assessment to hopefully help you guys decide because it's it's tough um waiting the waiting game is tough especially when you're somebody who likes control or even if you don't necessarily like control just knowing the fact that all of your situation is ultimately in somebody else's hands can be a very vulnerable place and when you just literally have no choice but to wait because you've done all you can it can be a very anxiety filled position to be in so um I came up with this three-step assessment to help you guys hopefully decide and give you a way to look at the situations that you're in and decide whether or not you should even have patience because I think that's first and then deciding like what type of patience you can have based on the situation. So the three-step assessment, the first step is to assess the probability and this is just you being real with yourself. You need to ask questions. Is what I'm waiting for actually worth the wait? This might sound obvious, but a lot of times we get into situations and we don't even ask ourselves if the situation we're waiting for is actually worth the wait. You want what you want so badly. And I think that's why a lot of us end up waiting around and having too much patience 
it's because of the fact that we want what we want so badly that we end up with a tunnel vision. And it's important to ask yourself the question, is it actually attainable? This might sound harsh, but trust me, if what you want and what you're willing to wait for is realistically not attainable, coming to this conclusion at the beginning will save you so much time so much time, time that cannot be replaced and time that should you get into it and then look back in hindsight and say, "Ah, I knew from the start that this wasn't worth it. You'll be so much happier that you had done it by asking yourselves these questions. Are you waiting in vain is another question, right? Um, As I said, with some situations and the ones that make patience look like foolishness, prolonged pain, torture, and a waste of time. It's usually with the fact that we're waiting in vain. And this is relationship-wise, waiting for somebody who's never going to change and never going to commit. And you're aware of that, especially if someone has told you that, right? If someone tells you, this is just a note for life. If somebody tells you who they are, believe them. And even if their personality is showing you other things that are making you want to give them the benefit of the doubt, if they've used their mouth to tell you, I do not deserve this benefit of the doubt, or this is where I stand. Don't allow their personality or what you're seeing to, to try and change your mind because it's actually a very stand up and commendable thing to be around somebody who can tell you the honest truth. And it takes a lot for us personally to actually be able to say, Oh, this truth is not what I wanted to hear, but shout out to them for being honest. And I'm going to take it as that. Whereas where people find themselves waiting and um, ending up in foolish patience is when they decide, oh, um, he said this or she said this, but based on how they act, I think I can change their mind or I think they didn't really mean it. There are people who are in marriages who one of the spouses from jump had said, I do not want children. And the other one said, I do. And decided that I'm sure once we get married, they're going to see that we want children. And at the end, lots of these marriages end in divorce because one person let you know what they felt like. And for whatever reason, you decided that if you waited around long enough, you could change their mind. And another place to look at this is in like a career situation where you know the way growth is in that company. I'm not saying God can't do miracles and I'm not saying that there are not anomalies, but at the same time, if you know the way something is and you're waiting around for a one in 100 chance, maybe you need to be real with yourself and assess the fact that that is probably not gonna happen. And this is just a tough one, you know, especially when it's... um passive patience and you're putting all your eggs in one basket to realize that that basket is a dud (laughs) really really sucks but the best way to avoid that is to just really be honest with yourself and I don't think there's ever a time where it's too late to be honest with yourself if it's 10 months down the line and you realize you know what this isn't really serving me the way I thought it would I had a feeling that maybe I could change this person or this situation but it seems like it's not Take that time and be real with yourself. Cut your losses and move on, you know? So that's the first assessment. The second assessment is to assess risk. What do you have to lose? And I feel like this question is where you really decide whether you're going to have active or passive patience. Asking yourself what you have to lose is 
that if I wait and I, and this whole situation fails, what am I left with? And, and am I okay with what I'm left with? If the answer is yes, maybe you can be passive. And if the answer is no, maybe you can be active just for the sake of the two examples I already have going in terms of like a job, right? So what do I have to lose? I'm looking for a raise at my job or you're looking for a raise at your job and you're deciding, should I be actively applying to other situations right now or just waiting for this? And the way you'd come to the determination of whether or not what you're going to do, am I just going to be active or be passive is to say, if this fails, what am I left with? And am I okay with that? So if you're waiting for the promotion and you end up not getting it and you stay in your current position, are you okay being in your current position? If the answer is yes, then maybe you don't look for another job and you don't, um, you don't practice active patience. But if the answer is no, and you're like, if I have to stay in this current position one more day and they don't give me this promotion, I'm going to lose my mind. Maybe then it's best for you to be actively patient because then if you, if things end up failing and not going as planned, at least you can say, I already have a few things that a few things that I'm actively working on that are in the pipeline to ensure that I don't just leave myself with nothing. And this is a little bit a part of the self-assessment, right? And it's just even with dating and situations like that, if you are dating somebody and they're not sure of where the relationship is going and you have all your eggs in that basket, it might be time for you to be passive with it, right? And oddly enough, a question that has been on my mind a lot lately, I was actually going to post it on my Instagram and pull the answers for this, but I thought that it would just be better to throw it out here, is the question of loyalty. And at what points does passive or an actually active patient seem like being disloyal. I have a lot of different friends and the way they look at dating, especially when they're not in a committed relationship, varies. And one of the things that I've been discussing with them, which is the question I wanted to put up is, is it betrayal if you're actively dating two people at once, even though you're very interested in one? And if you're not being honest with the other, right? And I think depending on the answer you have to this, it would kind of take you back to decide how you're going to act with your patients, you know, because if you feel guilty and you feel like you're betraying somebody by, by dating multiple people, you would then have to ask yourself, am I trusting enough of this person to put all my eggs in one basket? Do I think that this person is going to be worth the risk of those eggs in one basket? until we see where it goes. And if the answer is no, then maybe you don't need to be dating that person. And maybe that tells you enough about the situation for you to make a decision. So it's very important when you're deciding whether to wait or move on or how you're going to wait while you wait to really just assess your risks and see what you have to lose. Because we can, we are the best judges of our own behavior based on past experience and based on the fact that no one knows us the way we know us right so if I know that I'm not able to handle something I need to be able to be honest with myself and look at that 
future scenario and through the two options or multiple options available, see what I'm actually willing to do, which leads right into the final assessment, which is the assessment of yourself. Are you about that life? One more time. Are you about that life? What are you built for? Because it's one thing for us to speak in ideals, right? Oh, be an active, have active patience, have passive patience. Don't waste your time. But you know what you can actually do. <laughs> you know what you what life you're about or what life you're not about. And this kind of goes back to the question I was just posing. If you're somebody who cannot actively date multiple people, then maybe it's time for you to just be real with that and then act accordingly because you know you're the type of person who puts all your eggs in one basket, right? And if you're the type of person who can't sit still and put all your eggs in one basket, be aware of that and do what you can handle, right? What are you built for? That's the question you need to ask yourself because as I sit here and I give you guys advice, it's always important for you to not just take the advice and be like, oh, that sounds amazing. I'm going to apply it tomorrow. You have to really look at yourself and say, how can I apply this in a way that's realistic to myself? Because the worst thing you could possibly do is try and be something you're not because someone made it sound good and then end up in a worse situation because if you had just taken a moment to say, am I about this life? You would have known the answer is no, and you would have adjusted accordingly. Um, Passive patience is hard for some people. I'm probably one of those people. I have a very, very hard time sitting around waiting for things to happen while I have no control. Like once I've done everything in my power, my automatic instinct or my first instinct is usually to wipe my hands free of that thing and move on to the next thing. As the chips are falling where they may, I know that I've taken my responsibility, I've done what I needed to do, and I'm over it. But in the same breath, active patience can seem very dishonest, which is what I've been talking about, right? It's it's just like in a career standpoint, if you're applying for jobs and your boss is like, oh, we love you here. We don't know what we'd do without you. Oh, you make this place so great there can be a major feeling of guilt <laughs> when you know that the other tab you just closed when she came to speak to you was of Indeed or um, Workopolis, right? And you need to figure out what works for you and how it works for you. And if in the probability or in the assessing of risk process, you realize that the type of patience you need to have is one that you don't usually have, or that you don't you don't easily possess, maybe it's time for you to build up your patience muscles, right? I'm telling you to be self-aware so that you can know what you need to improve on. I'm not a quitter, and I'm I hope most of you guys are not quitters when you don't need to quit. I'm more of a person where if something's not working out in the best way I see possible, or if I am having a difficult time, I look at the situation and I ask myself, how can you improve? You know, if, as I said, I have a very difficult time with passive patience, there are some situations where I need to have passive patience where I can't really be the puppet master controlling things. And as I said, my faith really helps me with this and learning how to like let go of the wheel and really let God hold on to it. And I'm pretty good with saying God 
I've done my part. The rest is on you. It's people I have an issue with. (laughs) I really have a hard time trusting people when I've done my part and the rest is in somebody's hands who's not mine and who's not sovereign. I have a very difficult time. And I think that really does root back to trust. And if I'm not comfortable enough, I'd rather have my fingers in there doing something than to just leave it up to someone, right? But with that being said, there are many situations in life where you have to be passive and being super controlling or wanting to constantly be in, like be on the move or have your fingers in something or not being able to sit still can actually be very detrimental because moving around, as as I've said before, moving with no direction is just a waste of time and a waste of energy. So, in knowing this and knowing where my preferences or my natural instincts want to take me to, I've been working really hard to build that passive patience muscle. And sometimes my whole body rejects it, but but we do what we can, right? And that's the point. I want you guys to look at your situations and whatever situation you're in and really assess it from these three steps just to repeat them the first step is assess the probability second is assess the risk and the third is assess yourself and whenever you take your situations and you put them through these three stages of questioning I'm sure by the end of it you'll come out with a lot of clarity on what you want to do and just be able to decide what's best for you and what's most beneficial and sometimes that answer is not going to be what you wanted to hear and in those times I wish you strength to be able to do what you need to do even when it's not what you want to do because in the long term you will thank yourself (laughs) for not wasting your time and not doing things the wrong way because there's so much parts of life already where we can't control and we're going to end up doing things that suck. So why not walk ourselves personally into sucky situations when we can see that they're not beneficial to us? That's just not wisdom. And I want you guys to be wise. I want to be wise and I want to mitigate my heartbreak and sadness risk as much as possible. So I really hope that helps you guys and that you guys learn to do what you need to do no matter how difficult it is and with that I'm gonna get right into our words to live by for this week which are not everything is worth the wait and I think that's just the general consensus of this discussion right and it sounds cute and it sounds simple but something about time really confuses us with this I think that once you've invested time into a situation that's when it really gets difficult to separate what's worth the wait and what's not. And it's just the whole concept of investing, right? So if I've already invested five years into a situation, I might be like, why am I going to quit now? I've already put so much time into it. I might as well just continue and work it out and have some more patience. They said an opportunity is coming. They say marriage is coming. They say better days are coming. And since I've already been here, I don't want to lose out on it. I might just be at the end of it and I might just be at the tip of the thing I've been waiting for. But sometimes you're not at the tip of the thing you've been waiting for because that thing does not exist. It doesn't exist in this situation and it's up to you to realize that and know that things aren't worth the wait. Trust me, five years wasted, 10 years wasted is better than an eternity or a whole lifetime wasted. So being able to step away from the time, and that's why I didn't even put assessing time into it because I think 
the overassessment of time is really where people get in trouble. Step back from the situation you're in, disregard time completely and ask yourself the three the three steps of assessment that I gave you and use that to determine whether or not what you're doing is actually serving you or not. Sometimes it takes us one year to figure it out, one week, one month, one decade. Better now than 10 years from now. Better now than 60 years from now, you know? So just come to the conclusion and understand that not everything is going to be worth the wait. And I really hope that that is beneficial to you and that the things that are not worth the wait, you have the strength to really be like, yep, I'm cutting these ties today, or I'm working towards being able to successfully cut these ties safely, beneficially, whatever it is. I'm working towards being able to cut these ties because I don't want to waste any more moments than I already have. And the ones that I've wasted are lessons and it's better five than 10, right? So thank you guys so, so, so much for listening. Have an amazing week and I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye.